Proactive Athletes is the premier place that empowers student athletes to overcome the challenges of college sports recruitment. Their unparalleled expertise and influential network will guide you towards realizing your fullest potential. At Proactive Athletes, they understand that each student athlete is unique, facing their own set of obstacles. That's why their dedicated team takes the time to comprehend your individual needs, providing a comprehensive hands-on approach tailored to your success. With their personalized attention and unwavering support, they ensure your satisfaction every step of the way. Through their vast network, they have successfully connected with over 2.3 million coaches, giving your child's profile the exposure it deserves. In fact, their student-athletes' profiles have been viewed by an astounding 716,000 coaches, solidifying their reputation as the go-to platform for recruitment. What sets them apart is their data-driven approach, allowing them to make informed decisions that result in better outcomes for their student-athletes. By harnessing the power of data, they maximize your child's chances of success as they embark on the next chapter of their athletic journey. Join the ranks of proactive athletes and unlock your true potential. Let them amplify your talent, connect you with coaches that want you but may not have known about you, and pave the way for your future success. Together, they will defy the odds and ensure that your dreams become a reality. Don't wait any longer. Get proactive in your child's recruitment process today by visiting proactiveathletes.com. And make sure you use Shark Effect 10 for 10% off. I gathered intelligence. And when we start to gather intelligence, it's not just about being prepared. No, I'm, I'm pulling out things. I'm searching for things that can help me make the best decision for me. Also, you, you can recognize the obstacles. What obstacles in the way? Lost again, looking right through. It's intercepted. Picked up by Alex Molden. Welcome to the Shark Effect Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Molden. I'm an NFL veteran of eight years, and now I'm an author, leadership and personal development coach, and international speaker. In this podcast, you will learn strategies to get unstuck in life and find your influence. You will hear inspirational and value-packed stories from former and current elite-level athletes, successful entrepreneurs, and experts in the field of personal development. My mission is to help former elite-level athletes find their identity and utilize their influence to create a life of impact. Hey, what's going on? I'm your host, Alex Molden. Uh, welcome to the Shark Effect once again. For all of my, my athletes who've played college or professional football, um, you have a resource. There's a resource on my website at alexmoldencoaching.com. It's a webinar that I put together um, and I got intel from myself and, and other um, athletes from all different sports to just, there are tools that can help you transition out of your sport into, you know, get you going into the path that that you choose to be on. We have a lot of skills. You have a lot of things that you've done in your past that really can help you transition into life after your sport. So anyway, I want to share that message. Go to my website, alexmoldencoaching.com and use that resource. Okay. So um, today's going to be pretty, pretty brief. Uh, I want to come and, and talk a little bit about, um, I always hear like these cliches, right? You hear these on these different podcasts or different, um, you know, on on uh, social media and whatnot, talking about 
um, being prepared and how that can lead you to a life of success or that can lead to success and just being prepared. Well, I, I think I know it goes a lot deeper than just being prepared. Like what exactly does that mean? Being prepared. And so I, I just want to show a little bit or share a little bit about um, some a different way how to think about not just being prepared, but gathering intel right? Gathering intelligence. Um, when I first started or when I first went to the University of Oregon, I was 17 years old and I knew what I wanted to do. I knew what my, um, what, what really drove me. And, you know, you have to think I was a 17 year old. Um, it was just my brother and my mom and she didn't know a whole bunch about football. You know, and we just figured that, you know, we, we couldn't afford to go to college. So, you know, you have to just think about, you know, this space there that I was at and that some of you older folks was 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 at when you listen to yourself or um, when you rewind in your mind when you were 17 years old. Well, anyway, I was 17 and I was getting recruited and my biggest thing that I wanted to do in my life is I want to play football and I want to go to college for that. But really my biggest thing is I wanted to go someplace where I can start as a freshman. Now, not a true freshman because I knew where I stood. I knew my, my, um, my football IQ wasn't very high because I just started playing football four years ago. My first year, I was playing organized tackle football was in eighth grade. So I wanted to play as a freshman. And when I was getting recruited, that was that was big on me. You know, it's big in my mind what I wanted to do. And I was getting recruited by Colorado, Tennessee, USC. I had all these these trips that I went to these these colleges. Um in Oregon, when I looked at it, I looked at their depth chart. I looked at the other college's depth chart and I was like, man, these guys, they're sophomores and freshmen that are starting. Well, when I looked at Oregon's depth chart, they had two juniors. All right. They had two juniors on a depth chart. And then when I went there, I was figure I get there, they'll be a senior. Right. Because I was getting recruited in 90 and I would graduate high school in 91 and be on the team in 91. So I started looking, I was like, okay, if I go to Oregon, there's two juniors. By the time I get there, there'll be seniors. And if I redshirt and I can gain knowledge because I know where I'm at, right? I can possibly, after my redshirt year, I can get there and I can be a starter. Oh, that, that's it. That's the place for me. <laughs> now, I didn't think about, you know, I'm going to be honest. I, didn't, I wasn't thinking about like an education, what's the best school for me education-wise and and, you know, that type of stuff. But it was really, where could I go where I can start as a freshman? Where can I go that I can be a part of a place that I want to I wanna win a Pac-10 championship? And I want to go to the Rose Bowl by the time I'm a senior. And so when I started to look at where I wanted to go or how I break things down, what my assignment is, it's not... Now it's not my wasn't my mom's assignment, it wasn't my brother's, not even your assignment. I'm telling you my assignment 
that I gave myself. And it was, yeah, it was pretty shallow, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> it was my assignment. So Oregon fit that to a T. It fit it, what I was looking for. And it aligned, so it aligned with what my assignment was, my personal assignment. And I went there and, you know, it was, it was great. It kind of worked out, you know, it, it, it worked out, but there was some roadblocks. There was some hiccups. Like I wasn't thinking that when I got there and I redshirted that next spring, you know, I would be battling, right? I'm going to battle and I'm going to win the starting job so I can start as a redshirt freshman. I was I got there and on a depth chart I was fourth. I was fourth string after our that redshirt year and got to the spring ball I was fourth string. I wasn't thinking like I was gonna be fourth string. I thought that automatically be one. <laughs> well, I was fourth string. That's a roadblock. That's a little hiccup. So I had to watch the guys that was ahead of me. And, and I watched them and saw what they were doing that wasn't matching up to what the coaches want. Were they making type of plays? Were they giving up big plays? Where I, to, I watched them like a hawk. Now, I also paid attention to what my skill level was and what I was comfortable with. And at the end of the day, I, I said, you know what? They are playing too soft. They're not being aggressive. Well, that's my wheelhouse. So... I'm going to play differently. And every day I did exactly that. And then slowly, like week by week, I started to move up the depth chart. I started to move up the depth chart. And then by the time the spring game came, I was a starter. And then I never relinquished that. For four years, I was a starter. There is things that when you really, when I break down the story, you first of all, you got to have self-awareness. You got to know exactly who you are. You got to know what you're good at. You got to know your strengths. You got to know your weaknesses. It starts with looking in the mirror. Second thing, gathering intelligence, right? On where you want to go. I did a lot of research back in the day when I was trying to decide, this was a very important um, decision in my life, the most important. So I did a lot of intel gathering on the coaches, the type of defense that they ran. What did I, um, what did I want to, um, what did I want to gain from these different coaches and the guys that are ahead of me? Are they good? Can they teach me anything? You know what I'm saying? Like I, uh, the conference, the Pac-10, that was a, I wanted to play pro football. So I'm going to go to a pro style of conference that I'll be seeing pro style of attacks every weekend. That played a role. I gathered intelligence. And when we start to gather intelligence, it's not just about being prepared 
No, I'm, I'm pulling out things. I'm searching for things that can help me make the best decision for me. Also, you can recognize the obstacles. What obstacles in the way? You know, yeah, I'm going to have to, you know, I'm going to have to um, be ready to compete. I don't think that's an obstacle. I think that's something that, you know, when you, when you can, especially in sports, when you compete, that brings out, the, I think it brings out the best. Other people, if they're not built like that, it might bring out the worst. And that's not, that doesn't help you in, in sports. But recognizing the obstacles. And then who did I need to become? What type of mindset, what type of uh, character that I had to look at in myself to become that person who started as a wrestler freshman? There's a, let me tell you, there's a lot of cats that wanted to play, but they didn't ask themselves or they didn't want to become that person. And that's when like hard work, discipline, you know, all those type of things focused those. I knew how to do that. And I was okay with becoming that person, that focused individual, that dedicated person. And then the fruit that comes from the decisions that you make when you base that those decisions off of things that you align with, right? So those pillars of where I wanted to go, right? I wanted to play as a freshman. Um, I wanted to eventually play in the NFL. And I looked at the coaching staff and I looked how they communicated I looked at the relationships that I had, the relationship that I had with the, with Coach Zumbucos, um, Coach Zoom. We had a great, a magnificent relationship. How he recruited me, it was, it was perfect. It fit me to a T. I think actually, if anybody else had recruited me, I don't think I would have been a duck. He recruited me. He didn't try to sell me on anything. He just communicated. He, he was the same person. Week in, week out, every telephone call, he was the same person. He always asked me, hey, Alex, how are you doing? How's your mom doing? How's your brother doing? He, he did that for years. I saw him a couple months ago. You know what Coach Zoom asked me? Hey, what's up, Alex? Good seeing you. How's your mom? How's your brother? And the fruit that comes from that is, you know, from that decision, I'm going to tell you, I met my wife, the love of my life. I met my, my wife at University of Oregon. Ended up having eight beautiful kids. That's fruit. And if I would have went anywhere else, you know, if I went to Tennessee, <laughs> you know, of course they wouldn't be here. But I think when you can align your life, right? Align, find your assignment. Find, find what gives you passion. Uh, and that means self-reflection, looking at yourself and, and doing, uh, doing a, uh, an audit on what's important to you and who you are. And then, you know, gathering the, the intelligence. So, so here's another one, another story that taking this, the, you know, these things that I've learned in my life is um, I help out other people, you know, with my coaching clients or even my family and my daughter. So I got an 18 year old daughter. 
and she, a couple years ago, she wanted to date this football player, right? He was a high school football player. And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. First of all, I know football players. I know football. And I know football players. And yes, I do lump them in one category. They're dogs. I know because I was once a dog. <laughs> and so, you know, that there's um, already a, a stigma attached to athletes. And especially athletes who want to date my daughter. So, anyway, I said, okay, we're going to do some intel. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask around. I'm going to do a smooth like, but I'm going to find out about this gentleman who want to date my daughter. I'm going to find out what type of guy he is, what type of character he has. So I did that on my side of things, right? I know coaches. I know different players. And I started to ask. And I found out that he's, a, he's all right. He's a good dude, right? And my wife, she did, she got intel on the, I guess on the back end or the digital space. She she stalked her him. She she stalked him on so social media, on all the platforms. Because believe it or not, you you show who you are on these different platforms. And so she did that. And once again, it's nothing, no dirt. You know, he's a pretty stand-up guy. So now then the other part of the intelligence I'm getting at is like, you know, when he comes to our house. And I don't buddy-buddy with him. Nope, I watch him. I say what's up to him. I be cordial. But I see how he acts. I see how he acts to my daughter's siblings, you know, my, my the other kids. How he treats my wife. How he looks me in my eye. You know, he shakes my hand. And I spend time with them. And I get more intelligence, like, this is a good dude. And maybe that was unfair for me to just lump him with, you know, the whole athlete and being a dog and it be, because I lived that life. But he's a different guy. He's, he's different and different in a good way. You see that? You see that? I gathered intelligence. First, I looked and I and I, you know, there were some. There were some things that I put on him before any word came out of his mouth, right? And that was unfair of me, but I'm okay with being unfair. <laughs> you got to earn it. I don't just give you my trust when you date my daughter. You got to earn it. So gathering, in, you know, intel and then, um, you know, just taking that information so I can kind of give my stamp of approval or whatnot. My daughter, she's she's 18. But I know the type of influence I'll have on her. And I know what type of person she wants to be. And she knows how important relationships are. Another uh, quick story is uh, a time where I didn't do a whole bunch of gathering of intelligence to make a great decision. I wasn't prepared. And it was my last year in the NFL. And at the time, I was a free agent. 
And basically, I was waiting for the first phone call that could come my way. <laughs> the first phone call that could come my way, I was signing with them. Instead of like, okay, whoever calls, okay, what type of defense do they run? What's their depth chart look like? What's the age of the other DBs? What do you want the role to be in my you know, in my career towards the later end, what type of role did they want me to play? And then what style of coaching? You know, what, what type of coaching staff? Are they young? Are they, are they you know, old heads? These are all questions that I didn't ask. I didn't have a whole bunch of intelligence. But I, I just signed. They called. They wanted me. I signed the contract. And I went there, and it wasn't a great fit at all. And I was blindsided in my, in my mind. I was blindsided. I look at it now. I wasn't blindsided. I just didn't ask enough questions. Is I got cut. I got cut on the last cut in my eighth year. And it was, you know, I, I, didn't, I didn't read in between the lines. I didn't. I didn't gather enough information. And when I when I was cut, I was like devastated. But then I look back, I said, man, I, I didn't ask the type of questions that I know now, of course. But man, it would cut down so much on blindsided, you know, or, um, you know, just making, bad making a bad decision. It wasn't the best fit for me and my skill set. And the coaches and how they coach players and how they communicated. I I could have asked some other guys that was on the team and get their get their take on it. But I didn't. And then I was kind of blindsided. But when you can take inventory, right? Self-awareness, who you are and where you want to go, gathering all that intelligence, recognizing the obstacles, and then being ready to, how do you need to break through those obstacles, maneuver, go around them? You know, these are questions that you need to ask yourself. And then who do you need to become to get you to where you want to go? What What's your assignment? In any situation, I'm always looking, what is the assignment? Is my assignment to, to build a, a greater relationship with my family? Is my assignment to, to have the best career for myself? Is it to be like the best person in, the, in that job or whatever? Whatever that assignment, okay, now what type of alignment do I need to have? What type of alignment do I need to put myself in? And then what adjustments? What type of adjustments do I need to make to get through these different obstacles that might be there? Okay, so I, I think if you can start to gather information and write things down and start to have a deeper, a deeper um, way how to think of things instead of just always feeling your way through um, 
through the through decisions is how are you making those decisions are they based off of something that's foundational so anyway this went longer than what i expected but it was you know i've been thinking about this and you know i just i hate cliches and you know we talking about being prepared i think there's there's as deeper than just being prepared thank you once again for listening to the shark effect podcast um, until next time, keep aligning, assigning, and adjusting to the person that you want to become. All right. So if you got some value from today's episode and you're looking for the next step, well, here it is. I want you to su- subscribe to our Facebook group. It's called the Shark Effect Group. And when you get in, you'll be linked up with some other former elite level athletes. And they'll be there sharing some actionable steps and advice to get you to where you want to go. Because they are there. They are where you want to go. Uh, they're fighting to get further. And so you can get some, some value from just joining a group. And it's free. So you don't have to worry about anything like that. About paying. But I suggest. If you're looking for the next steps. To get to where you want to go. And have a life of impact and purpose. Because you are set apart. Former elite level athletes. You are different. And... You need to be able to learn how to use your influence to benefit you. So I want you to go over to the Facebook group and join it and join it today. Yo, what's up? So check this out. If you like today's episode, I want you to do a couple of things. Number one, I want you to subscribe to the show. And I want you to give it a rating. Five stars are dope. We love those. And then give it a review. And so I'm saying this not for selfish reasons, but it's to help us all out. The more ratings that we get and the more reviews that we get, the bigger, more impactful guests that I can get on the show. And so, you know, it's a win-win for everyone. But it starts with you giving a review, rating it, and sharing it. All right? So if you can do that, we can all have a greater or make a better, greater impact. All right. So until next time, keep aligning, assigning and adjusting to the person that you want to become. It's here. Finally, my book, The Ultimate Playbook for High Achievement. You can get it on Amazon in the uh, paper paperback version or you can get it on Kindle. And who this book is an in intentionally created for is for those who are looking to transition whether you was an athlete or an executive or a successful entrepreneur or whatever if you're looking to transition into something different this book can help you i break it down i lay down the foundation of who you want to be i have a chapter in there that breaks down and boils down leadership, which is influence. And you gotta understand these 10 influencers that can help you with decision-making, that can help you with influencing others. And how are you influenced? I have chapters in there that really breaks down my system of assignment, alignment, and adjustment. Um, Recognizing the power of your environments is a chapter. Developing your own procedures, creating relationship roadmaps, using adversity to your advantage, right? Because we all go through tough times, but how do you flip it? How do you use it to power you, okay? And then developing your own standards. 
So these are things that can help anybody, not just not just athletes. Now, there's some stories in there, you know, that covers topics that that resonate with athletes. But I think overall, this book can help um, anyone who is looking to transition into becoming successful in something new, something different. Okay, so make sure check it out. Amazon, the ultimate playbook for high achievement.